Welcome to another episode of Digital Beer. We're going to be talking about uh, paperless today. What is paperless? What's it good for? And what should brokers be doing? So once again, I'm joined by Jeff Roy, Steve Earle, and Adam Mitchell. So guys, paperless. What the heck is paperless? Uh, maybe Adam, you want to tell what is paperless? Tell, tell me what that is. The lack of paper. <laughs> uh, this feels like a bear trap. What is what is paperless? What is, what is, what is uh, when, when uh, the IBO uh, is having a conversation with Intact about paperless, what, what are they actually talking about? So that, that very sort of timely discussion is happening right now is, is Intact has decided for, for their business reasons that they're going to turn off the, the mail delivery of, of um, deck pages to the consumers. So the, the consumer will receive a, piece of mail ironically saying hey there's nothing else in this envelope if you want what used to be in this envelope you can go on to our contact center app um, and get it or you can you can talk to your broker and here's a phone number and email we'll get into that one in a second so let me let me just ask you guys a question you may like i don't think the answer is available for sales kids so i'll just get your sort of sense of it what percentage of brokers would you say have a solution today that allows their customer to connect digitally to them. So it's, whether it's True Mobile or CSR 24 or something they've built themselves or whatever, what percentage, and this, I guess does, my real does question email, is, does email count as a solution? No. So if you take, okay. if you take that out of there, I'll, I'll throw, I'll throw a dart in the board and say 10%. 10%. Like, yeah, I, I was going to say that. I was going to say 10, maybe, maybe 15 tops um, with another, 20 right now or 30 trying really hard to get there fast but yeah. tom you never asked me what paperless was okay <laughs> and i wrote something down well then well, on what please, on what please please share it with us steve on paper oh there you go okay is that a, is that this a guy understands it paper paperless <laughs> is that a prescription for your for your uh your anti-psychotic meds uh paperless is normal operating procedure 10 years ago for most businesses outside of insurance. That's what paperless is. Okay. So yeah, that's why that's why if, if you want, if you want paper, like I know if with my bank account, if I actually wanted paper from them, I'd have to pay them $5 a month for it. And, the, and it's been that way for some time now. Yeah. So yeah. the, the when's, when's the last time you went to your mailbox? Does everyone else have a centralized mailbox that you just, Never go to? Never go to? I, I, I go to my mailbox to take all the flyers for pizza uh, delivery places and dump them in the garbage. That's all the fire that. starters. Yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. I think so, it's but, interesting. But, you mentioned about the, Sorry, go ahead, Steve. The, the, the thing is, like, when I go back to our experience at Cheap, we, we struggled to create a paperless experience. We were paperless. But the insurers, back to that whole analog back shop, we couldn't get them to really support us technologically to be paperless. Yeah. And now they've, they've leapfrogged us and said, holy crap, we need to get rid of paper. All you brokers mm -hmm. need to get paperless. It's like, we've been paperless and you haven't been supportive of that for a long time. Well, like and, we, and now how, how long did it take us to get an e-doc of the customer copy? That just started happening. Like it's still not happening with some insurers. Yeah. So I guess so that, that kind of presupposes my question. Because I'm interested in knowing, from your perspective, what do you think consumers are going to think about this? Like when they now have the option 
to be to get paperless delivery of their documentation. Well, I I I think there's there's a few things tangling this issue that don't make it an easy issue because I don't know that you can ask that one question. You can maybe if you're with one insurance company and that all your products for your home, your auto, your boat, your cottage, whatever, um, and they turn it off and you have another nice process. But if you have any spread between a couple insurance companies, then what's also tangled inside this discussion is how are you going to receive it? So currently, um, you know, Intect offered up an app and they've put in their financial papers. They want a digital relationship with the clients and you have brokers and, and Intect sort of tangling over who gets to have that dominant digital relationship with the clients. Um, but what if somebody has their auto insurance with Intact and their home insurance with Aviva and, you know, a cottage with Gore? Are you going to have three separate apps on your phone but a couple a couple of challenges too like i was going to pipe in about the uh, ibo did a survey of the brokers and i think 170 responded uh, one of the first thing is how many emails do you have because you need to have an email to have, be able to have a digital solution to do this 80 percent or 35 percent of brokers had 80 percent or more uh, 44 so say, say that again jeff 35 percent of brokers had what 35 percent of brokers had 80 percent or more of their clients email and um, presumably the other 65 had Less no, than 80%. 50 Less than to 70, 40% of brokers had uh, 50 to 79% of their clients' emails. And then you start going down the, the trail. So hmm. the bottom line is if you don't have a client's email and there's some people that don't use email, there's some lot I'd say there are not a lot of people, but there's a certain percentage that don't have them. But you have a baseline, you have to have the email. So a lot of brokers and the insurance companies don't have the email. So how can you go paperless if you don't have an email? Because you need an email to set up for client center, uh, the broker portal, or the mobile app. Ultimately, I think I'm hearing paperless is a good thing, and I think I'm hearing the implementation is less than ideal. So you guys want to jump in and add on top of that? So I'll, I'll go the parsing it out a little bit. So turning off the paper is it not printing onto paper. Um, cool. Thumbs up. Now on what are the other options? Like I, I'd really wish or love if all companies are turned off paper would allow us to access API and be printing docs, serving docs, you know, customizing some of this stuff. Um, and, and so far, there's just they're limited solutions. So once we turn off the paper, the replacement is limited and a little clunky, and there's some problems with it, including the marketing and, and who is getting the brand affinity here. I actually personally went through a process uh, was a year, year ago or two years ago, made a few changes to my policy, and uh, broker got confused a little bit, or you know, I probably said the wrong thing. Anyway, in order to make the one change I wanted, we ended up making five changes to my policy. I got five packages of decks from my from my carrier, whose name I won't mention, Aviva. But um, <laughs> but I got I literally got five packages in the mail with twenty five pages each because of this you know multiple changes I got made. And I'm looking at it going like, what the hell? This is and so you got to figure at least five bucks per stack that you got there, right? So. Yeah. 25 bucks that was wasted and I, I mean so from your perspective how many what's your estimate if we were to find all the insurance companies together that are mailing this stuff and brokers that are mailing this stuff how much money do you think is being spent on printing paper mail and and postage well i know that aviva a few years back looked at um 
their printing cost and what you know could the potential for savings would be so and it was hundreds of thousands of dollars and i'm honestly i'm not sure if that included the postage or if it was just the cost of the printing and the paper and so on so i'm not entirely sure what went through i'm sure uh i don't believe it was all the cost but let's say for the sake of argument that aviva was half a million dollars and aviva represents what eight or ten percent of the market something like that let's call it ten percent to make the numbers easy so it's it's fi at least five million dollars a year and that's just from the carrier side and then there's brokers who then distribute that some of that stuff as well right so yeah. you're looking at ballpark five to ten million dollars a year that is being spent not to mention i think, I think, that, I think that number is light it just feels like it's be. not nearly enough for all the insurance companies and papers being sent oh yeah. steve, steve's gone blair witch where are you headed buddy <laughs> oh there you go look at those those are 50 dollars envelopes those are the fancy ones this is today like multiples from the same insurers today wow today this is just today there's travelers travelers aviva travelers this is just today i do you, not need no i'm just uh that's the shredding process like look <laughs> how many why do you even need to send them separately right one day wow. each one has a stamp like that's today so how should this get branded you know, you're, 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 you're a broker dealing with multiple carriers. They've all, let's say they've all gone digital. How should this, how should this actually get branded? And I know I'm, I'm uh, speaking to one side of the equation here. I'm pretty sure I know what the answer is going to be, but tell me, tell me what you think, how it should be branded and, and why? Well, our, you know, so let's say a renewal letter goes out and there's an email that triggers it, for instance, because Applied System right now can't do push technology on their solution, so I can't push a message. So I had to send an email or a text, and it would say it would come from Excalibur, be branded, but it would reference the insurance company. You know, your your renewal with Intact Insurance is enclosed. You know, please go to the portal and download it, or go to the mobile app, look at your documents. And, um, you know, your, your auto ID card is automatically in your mobile app. If you have it, your auto ID card is, is in your uh, portal. You have to move it over into your wallet or email yourself as an example. So that, that walking through that example, you know, it would be Excalibur branding on it, wrapped around it. It would be our device, but the company would be in there if you had yeah. the broker solution. The company solution, your name is on there. Intact has made their app where the broker is prominently displayed at that point. But that the big point is the data, the exhaust fumes. Uh, if I, my email the client, I know if they've opened it or not. I know if they're engaged. I have the data to look at that stuff. If somebody else is doing that experiment, I've got none of that touch point. So I can't look at my client. So I'll engage my client and see that they're at risk of turning, that kind of stuff. So so I feel in terms of branding, and I don't know if that's totally the right thing, but we want to make sure. I, I suggest brokers should control the experience. And it should yeah. be your world, not the company's world. But there's business cases where you, you can't do it. Uh, you've chosen not to do the heavy lifting. It's not part of your business model. Then uh, by all means, use the company model. But you're giving up the data. And we're going to find out in the next five years, data is going to be worth a, a natural resource in our business. So you're giving that up. So, okay, so, Nine, me, so 95% yeah, of these decisions, like we've seen notices come out from insurers all through COVID, like fast and furious. This is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. And whether it's with uh, paperless, uh, COVID relief, uh, the way they're doing things with their system, brokers are finding out nine times out of 10 or even 99 times out of 100 after the fact 
the geniuses at the insurance companies who are coming up with these ways to do things rarely say, well, how's this going to affect the broker? How does this affect their workflows? What do the brokers think about this before yeah. we send out this memo? That Those things, they're just doing what's in their own, you know, well, our technology, we have to do it this way. It's, it's ridiculous, the inconsistency and inefficiency and lack of uh, input that we get towards things that are fundamental the uh, affecting our business. Yeah, they, they back to the same thing they assume, right? Like they look at, they're looking at the client and customer experience. They don't give a shit about the broker customer experience. So they need to start including us early and often as opposed to like when, I know, I'll never forget when portals came out. Here's a great portal, Jeff, you'll love it. And uh, you just dumped 20% of the work on me, gave me more work so I can get my paper faster and you had no involvement from my team on it. Gee, where can I sign up? Like, that's the problem. Like we need to, we're, we're, I hear the word partnership and they use partnership, but a lot of times it's BS. Let's actually, if we're partners, we'd actually sit down together and discuss this and work through it. There'd be focus groups of actually digital brokers, you know, not brokers that will say yes to everything that don't understand it like the wrong people get asked I want to get an answer I can ask the wrong people and get the answer I want to have and you know the communication has been very poor uh, or it needs to be a lot better in a lot of areas so I think of insurance companies can work on improving their communication their messaging and loop brokers and again that's what IBO is trying to do let's loop everybody in before the ship is sailed I heard from a lot of people that ship for paperless has sailed already that's already long gone I think that's a bunch of BS the ships in the harbor and you have a decision do you want to go to Data Island where you control the experience or you want to go to Free Lunch Bay where, you know, basically the company has it all? Uh, which way do you want to go? And I feel that brokers haven't been given adequate time to do it. But on the other hand, brokers can't stall for four years and delay the companies. Companies are having bad results this year. The industry is not doing well. They need to shave cost off it. And we have to be sympathetic of that. So just some points that I feel strongly about. Okay. So my question to you guys is, so what should brokers be doing today? They've got Intac coming out with their paper list. They've got you know, a whole spectrum of carrier behavior in this space. What should a broker be doing right now about this? And, and what, on top of that, what should they be doing maybe a month from now? So how do, they, how, do they, how do they react immediately? And then when they've had a bit more time to react, what should they be doing? It, it depends on your choice. Jeff said, do you want to be on the boat or on the island? So if you want to be on the paperless boat, um, you need to be coming up with a plan on how to deploy uh, your own paperless solution across all your insurers as consistently as possible. Uh, for example, another thing that we do is we do we never put the email address in anybody's portal. We never put the phone number in anybody's portal. Um, it's a mailing address only because we want to own that level of communication. Um, so Jeff and I disagree on the, the negative option piece and you might get to that, but um, we're going to proceed with, you know what, we're going paper. We'll, we'll have a, a good message around it about saving trees and so on, but we're going to let consumers choose to get paper back versus choose to go paperless. Um, Cause I, I think that's the faster way to do it. Uh, but it's still about choice. So, Decide who you want to be. Are you going to let, let the insurers do it for you? Which is, there's nothing wrong with that if that's your business model. But if you really care about your brand and, and owning the experience and everything that comes with it and not having your suppliers erode your, um, your relationship with your customer, then you need to own it yourself and come up with, it's going to be duct tape 
and band-aids and spit and gum on a system until until there's some consistency. Um, so that's great, Steve. Uh, maybe um, Adam, we'll get you to talk about. So a month from now, the dust is settling a little bit. Let's say you've chosen to either uh, adopt your own system or not, depending on your strategy, as, as, as Steve mentioned. A month from now, what do you think brokers should be thinking about? I think um, brokers only have one of two paths to go down. Either they go down the left side and the carriers are driving the bus. Uh, they're going to choose where it goes, what the experience looks like, which window to talk through and all that. Or we go down the right side and you as a, a brokerage is going to decide you're going to control the branding, the experience, the cross-sell, the upsell, the everything. Um, and if you're going down the left side and the carrier controls it, you probably don't have to do a whole lot. I, at least the early indicators on this is they're going to take it. They're going to decide on a path. It's going to be compliant and off it goes. It's a much easier, lazier, less expensive approach. If you're going down the right side of the broker controlled experience and that means something to you and you think it's a strategic advantage to control the experience and retention, acquisition, all that, then it's how far do you want to go down that path? Uh, you know, the farthest you can go down that path is your own custom development and controlling everything back. And can you handle that on the very early set of that path is one of those six vendors that have already built solutions we talked about. And you, you pay the check, you follow their onboarding and off you go piecemealing together what the insurance companies. But if brokers go down the right path, the right side path saying, you know, branding and the experience to the customer it matters to me. Like I, I don't outsource my phone calls to the insurance company. So I'm going to put it down this lane of I answer it with my greeting and my service standard. Um, then I think you got to have the discussion with some of the insurance companies, or at least we sort of have, have it in the industry of dear insurance companies. Do you want to fight over this or do you want to collaborate on this? Cause we all agree the paper should probably go. It's probably going to go. There's probably not going to be any paper five years from now. So we're on this journey. And if you'd like to collaborate on this, there's going to be some people that would like your solution and it has their logo or piece. And there's going to be other people that desperately are begging you to please release the APIs so we can go to the full suite of services. Um, but that's, that's the standoff between brokers and insurance companies in my eyes right now is like, are we going to fight about this? Or are we going to work together on this? Because we both want the same thing. And if we can collaborate, that's what I'm asking for. Um, my two cents. So, sort of interest. What do you what do you think if you think of all the brokers in the country, or all the brokers that are relevant to this conversation? Um, what 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 percentage of brokers do you think are, are you know a year from now will have taken the left path versus the right path? And the reason I ask that question is because if most brokers are going to take the left path and just take whatever the companies will give them, there is actually very little incentive for the carriers to invest in any technology, because it's, it's, it's easier for a carrier to build an intact client center than it is for them to build something that is, you know, distributed already. Yeah. So on, right. So yeah, I, I'm saying 20% will take the broker, sorry, the insurance company solution and just pass it on. And over a two year period, 80% of the brokers will grab something off the shelf, email their solution, build their own okay. solution. I, I would say I wouldn't go as high as 80%. I might go in the, the 60 to 80%. We'll try to own it themselves with some sort of um, technology or offering of paperless themselves as a broker. But I would say the incentive to insurers to make sure that we can do that, oops, 
um, is, is that those that aren't, the ones that are taking the path um, to easy town, letting the insurers own that, I, I think that there's probably um, a profile of that broker. And the profile of that broker is um, they're probably on their way to selling at some point and aren't willing to make the investment. So those are brokers that are probably under threat to you losing your relationship with them anyway. And then a key point too is uh, we want to make sure the broker solution is as good as any company solution. Uh, you know, we want to make sure the functionality in the broker can match what the company does. That doesn't exist right now between the intact solution and the broker solution. And that's a, a pain point with us brokers. We want to be able to offer it. Now, we may not be able to offer my driving discount, but we should be able to connect into the client center for claims through our app. Uh, Truefoot does have a connection, but you still need multiple passwords. So I want to point out, I'd like to see companies build solutions equal. So they're similar if they have their own solution. Solution, and that way you're not at a disadvantage. You can provide the same experience. What is what do you guys think the uh, the end game here is? And, and I'll, I'll give you the option of of having two end games. So let, let's say let's say end game one is the left path that that uh, Adam coined earlier. That we end up as an industry, we do not succeed in having sort of a consistent approach, and we end up with a hodgepodge of things, and we have you know intact out there with five fast followers doing their own thing. So what's, what's, what, is, what, is, what does that game look like for brokers five years down the road? And then alternatively, we do get our crap together as an industry and we do come up with a solution that, uh, you know, whether that means brokers buying Pathway or CSR24 or what have you on mass, uh, regardless of what the solution is, but there is a solution that uh, means that brokers are controlling that experience. Connectivity, when we talk about whether it's data exchange, bro broker flow, all these things, basically consistencies, uh, in our life as brokers um, are the one thing I believe that is holding us back from retaking gobs of market share away from direct writers. If, if we were to be as efficient as they are or close to it, but yet offer choice at the same time, which is our biggest advantage, we would crush them. The thing that's holding us back is the legacy systems, the everybody doing their own thing and creating chaos in our back shops that we can't really get our shit together to, to offer a consistent uh, experience to our customers. So yeah, I really think that five years from now, if it's still a mess and nobody can agree and insurers are saying, well, you guys can't agree on what to do and our systems can't do this and data exchange is just a pipe dream and this and that, we'll still be here and we'll still be just clamoring for, for market share against the directs and probably losing a little bit at the time. But if we fix that ability, we will gain it back really fast because we have what they don't and that's choice. We just need to be as quick and nimble as they are. Awesome. Awesome. Great. Uh, Jeff, your take. Yeah. The, uh, I, the people that have their own solution and control all their data will be the ones that will win the long term. I think the, it's the, I've heard the lemonade guy say that, you know, bots will replace agents and brokers. Uh, I, I don't believe uh, brokers that use AI will replace those who don't. So we have to make sure we get our data tight enough. We have to look after that. That means owning our own solution, uh, which is mobile app, our marketing journey, the client journey, all those data points, owning 
using it, using that, and making decisions on it. If we use, if you use a hodgepodge of company solutions, uh, it's a complete train wreck. You're inefficient. There's going to be mistakes. You're stuck. Good luck trying to move a client from an intact client center to an Aviva, whatever it's called, to the Gore. Back to Adam's point, if you're all over the place, there's no way you can offer the broker value proposition properly as you just don't know everything's going on. There's touch points that you have no control of. There's touch points that you don't know what's going on. And that data isn't shared both directions. So it's a suicide mission and there's not a long lifespan for you as a broker agent if you don't control that solution longer term. Short term, you get away with it, right? It's like steroids works really well in the short term to make your body look good, but it burns out your liver and the rest of your body long term, right? So it's the hard work. It's doing the looking after yourself. It's building this stuff properly from the ground up. If the companies control all the experiences, what is the next step they're going to do? They're going to start dropping commission because they're going to say, hey, we're doing all this work for you and we're controlling all the data and we're selling the data, making money off it and we're using it for our competitive advantage. We're going to cut your commission down. So not only have you lost the experience, you're getting less money than you did before. So, uh, our data is a big natural resource under our feet for brokers and agents. We're just not, we're not able to monetize it at this point. That's going to change the next one, two, three years where we can start making money off our data and we're not going to be data mealed like we're getting data mealed right now. So my prediction is a bit that these are some toiling away interim pieces and that we will land on this connectivity piece where somebody like applied who just took a whack of Google money and put a, tech person at the, the helm of this development is going to build an interface uh, so far superior to these little apps and things we're talking about now, um, where it's just one insurance company, no choice, no perspective, no comparison, right? It's, it's like playing a golf game with just one club. You're, you know, eight strokes around, it's the right club. The rest of them, you would like to have some choice as to what you're going to use and so you're going to have something that comes out of applied on a modern tech stack that's connected in APIs that will give you whatever that broker offers, whether it be choice of market or, you know, direct chat through or other pieces. Um, so that's, that's my bold prediction. We're at a very little point in time and this app will only be relevant for, I don't know, three years max. Okay. All right. Good to know. Lots of uh, conversation around brand ownership of data uh, who owns the customer experience where we're going. So uh, thank you, Adam, Steve, and Jeff. Appreciate your time on this episode and uh, hope you've enjoyed it.